This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to find out more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this teaching, Reggie discusses the experience of pain as understood in the Vajrayana tradition of meditation. When we let go of judging and rejecting, moments of pain are experienced as sacred ornaments of tenderness that connect us to life in all of its depth, power, and beauty. This talk was given at the 2011 Advanced Meditating with the Body Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out more about the annual Meditating with the Body Residential Retreat and upcoming online courses, please visit dharmaocean.org. Now, um, I want to say something about pain. And I'm not talking about a window pane. although I am talking about a window pane. We talk about pain in this lineage. We talk about the pain of our lives. We we sit around and talk about pain, all kinds of pain. And the Buddha talked about pain He actually made it uh, that kind of conversation. He said it was like the first thing, first noble truth. You know, let's let's talk about our pain. Now, the important point is what you have to realize is the way one would talk about pain from the viewpoint of Vajrayana and the ordinary way. Are, are completely different. We have to give the relative world room to be what it is. You know, sometimes people, they don't want to talk about pain. And they feel talking about pain is degrading or depressing or let's not talk about death, let's not talk about illness, let's talk, not talk about the um, tied up, you know, claustrophobic feeling of neurotic upheavals. Let's not talk about the heartbreak of being in relationships. You know, you love somebody, meantime you're incompetent. You love them, but you can't love them. You don't know how to love, but you love them. I mean, it goes to, this is our life. And what we have to realize is that talking about pain is a celebration. 
It's a celebration of life. It's acknowledging that there's nothing wrong with anything. Whether it's life or death, there's nothing wrong with anything. In fact, quite the opposite. Whatever we go through in life, we're in the presence of sacred mysteries, always. Trungpa Rinpoche once said that even your own psychological life, and not even your coherent psychological life, but if you see a shape, if you experience a moment of recognizing something, if you have a thought, those are living entities. They're living entities. They're not, they're not us. And in fact, they have nothing to do with us. In fact, there's no us that they could have anything to do with. That's our mistake. Pain, pleasure, taking a breath. These are all independent entities. They're sacred mysteries. And any idea that we have to take, have an attitude toward the sacred mysteries is ridiculous. And yet we do it. We have all kinds of attitudes, you know. And we separate the sacred mysteries. We, we take them and we put some of them here and some of them there. Some of them are me. Some of them are you. Some are pleasure. Some are pain. Some I like. Some I don't like. And then we're manipulating all the time. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it is so lost. It is so mistaken. The more deeply we discover and rest in the immeasurable expanse of our own being, the more inspired we are to allow our relative life to have its own way and to, and the more inspired we are to give room to the anthills and the trees and the dung heaps and the stars. We, the siddhas, our forebears, the Indian men and women from all the different social levels and circumstances. They talked about life. They talked about their pain and they talked about their pleasure. They talked about their hope and they talked about their fear, but the way they did it was completely different. Because rather than trying to figure something out or control something or establish some zone where they felt safe. All the talking was a celebration of what life is. The purpose of speech is to celebrate life and nothing else. So when we talk about pain from the standpoint of the awakened state, of the unborn awareness, 
We're not complaining. We're not trying to get out of it. We're not criticizing. When we talk about pleasure, it's not to celebrate ourselves and how great we are. When we talk about how unspiritual we feel and how fucked up we feel, it's a celebration. It's an expression of the sacred mystery of feeling that way or of having that thought or of that experience. Your heart can be utterly broken, and it's a celebration. And the, the journey is the ever-deepening, letting go into the natural state. You know, that's what this whole Vajrana is about letting go into the natural state. And that's it. There isn't anything more to it. And then we are, uh, that, because the natural state knows how to live, it knows how to receive experience. It knows the moment of compassion and love. It knows the words that need to be spoken. You know, truly our life does flow from the unborn emptiness. And our problem is that we, somehow along the line, got the idea that actually there was something more to it. That there's a, a solidified self behind the scenes, a kind of Wizard of Oz. But just the way the Wizard of Oz turned out to be a total fraud, so does that uh, notion that there's more to it. There isn't more to it. In fact, there isn't more that there could be to. The natural state is the source of our life, and we don't need to add anything onto it. This has um, been very unusual, what we're doing here and what we've done these last few days, very, very unusual. And there are possibilities here, I think, that uh, didn't exist before. And I hope you will trust yourselves and trust your experience. And, you know, if you feel, well, you know, I haven't been doing this very long, you know, and I'm limited, don't go there. Because um, it's not like that. Everybody here has arrived with a karmic situation that is unknown. 
And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday unless you think it matters what happened yesterday. The only way yesterday matters is if you think it matters. You know, maybe last week your therapist told you that you've got a long way to go and you're really fucked up. The only way that's going to hem you in is if you think it hems you in. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are possibilities here, and it's not, you know, it isn't because of us personally, it's because of the world. You know, human beings can go along to a certain point and they can kind of uh, define their reality up to a point. And then at a certain point, the world, reality takes over and it goes, no, mm -mm. that's not how it is. And it's, it's going to be different. And we live in that moment in time. So the more you can open to yourselves, your deeper selves, and the more willing you are to not go by what you've been thinking about yourselves, the more is going to happen. And the more the possibilities that we've seen in this program will become realities for you. The world that existed yesterday doesn't exist anymore. It's a new world, it's a different world. And I can't really tell you why I wouldn't even try. But it is different now. And, you know, I could say it's a lineage, I could say it's you, I could say it's me, I could say it's the karma of the world. It doesn't matter. In fact, there's no way to find out. But what I do know is this is a very, very unusual situation, what we've been doing. And we must realize that we're all going to die, maybe sooner rather than later. And we don't have very much time left. And it may be that we're physically alive, but that our circumstances or the world circumstances will change and we won't be able to practice anymore and will be taken over by the river of karma. And we have to realize that. We have to realize that there may not be very much time at all for us. And the opportunities, you know, if the world goes in a certain slightly different direction, all of us are going to be out of luck. And we're not going to be able to be in a program like this. We don't know what's coming. You know, it's the, uh, the comet phenomenon that at any time we could be hit by a comet and wiped out as a planet. And nobody really knows. So we go from that, the level of sort of cosmic events, all the way down to our own personal life. And uh, it's very uncertain. So, you know, I'm imploring all of us, including me, please, please don't waste any more time. Please don't get involved in things that aren't meaningful in the ultimate sense. We don't have time to be slightly meaningful and to do things that everybody else thinks are really great, but in our heart we know is basically a complete fucking waste of time. We just really, we just really don't have that luxury anymore. We just can't do it. So, you know, whether you're 20, and I don't think there's anybody here who's 20, but, but, you know, there are people on our side who are 20. 
or whether you're 85. I mean, please don't waste any more time. Don't plan on having 10 or 20 or 30 more years of life. That is such an illusion because we all do it. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, when we're young we do it. And we also do it when we're old. Strangely enough, we could be 70 and still figure, you know, I'm going to live another 20 years. That is such an illusion. It's such profound self-deception. So let's... uh, stay open to what's happened here. It's very, very unusual. And it scares the shit out of me because I can see that my little conventional idea of what uh, spirituality is and what, you know, the stages of the path and what I teach to who and what I don't teach to who and, you know, trying to live some kind of, you know, remotely comfortable life is, it's complete bullshit. Total and utter bullshit. And We all have to move on. And I think, you know, the reason that we're here is because we all have to move on. That's why we're here. We have to move on. And we've got to take an approach to life that humans have not taken, at least for a long time, which is to focus on what's what's the most meaningful and the most real in our lives and let the rest of it go. And we have a lot of excuses not not to do it in our culture, but we have to do it. We have to turn away from conventional thinking. It doesn't mean that we don't um, live the same life we lived yesterday, but we have to have a completely different approach to it and a different understanding. And we do have to pare away the things that are not essential. and make room for life. The world's dying because people haven't made room for life in a long time. That's why the world's dying. It's very straightforward. To listen to more of Reggie and Caroline's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats and online programs, and explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your journey with somatic meditation, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.